Hi, welcome to the Creative Review Podcast. I'm Eliza Williams, and for today's show, I'm joined by two special guests, musician Tom Rowlands, who's one half of the Chemical Brothers, and director and filmmaker Adam Smith. Adam and Tom have worked together for over two decades now, making live music experiences with visuals that have pushed the boundaries of what audiences can expect from a concert and have proved truly influential on others. Today we're going to talk about how they work together and also a bit about how you sustain a long collaboration like this. So welcome to the show, both of you. Uh, to kick off, maybe we could just start with, with how you kind of met and how what it was like in those very early days, because you, you sort of started right at the beginning of the Chemical Brothers career, right? When you were the Dust Brothers, mm. is that right? Yeah, we played at um, Andy Weatherall's club, Sabre Sonic, was that the first time? You weren't doing our visuals no, then, were you? No, I was trying to. I was trying to think about it this morning, actually, and I seem to remember at a sandals gig, us oh, getting our proje- you squeezing past us with our projectors. You maybe you don't remember. You were DJing. <laughs> it's a good memory. And, uh, <laughs> the squeeze past. Yeah, we we used well, the to sandals are back. Another band. sandals were bands. Yeah, which we used to do visuals for, and we, we did a remix. For and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there was a Dust Brothers remix of Feet, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, and. Uh, and that's the first time I remember kind of vaguely meeting, you know, it was vaguely meeting. I doubt you were too pleased to see us squeeze. Well, you got in the way of the yeah. What are you doing yeah. Yeah. Caused a big shadow, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, what was the sort of scene like? Were there, were there lots of visuals happening or was it just mainly DJs or how was it like? There were a few people doing visuals, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think we were... We were a bit different in that we had a much more analogue approach, well, a, a kind of mixture of analogue and, and more modern, te- at the time, modern techniques. So we were using 16mm projectors and slide projectors, and the guy I was working with at the time, Noah, we had a company called Vegetable Vision, and, um, and his dad had run a, a 70s AV company, so had done lots of shows with um, slide projectors. So, so Noah kind of had a bit of that knowledge in in him and yeah. uh, and we kind of based our shows on 60s and 70s light shows rather than uh kind of using video projectors and kind of fractal images which was a lot of what was going mm, on was wasn't a, it that, you know rave thing there was oh we've got to be modern and use this new digital and it was all yeah fractal images and all that kind of stuff and all the artwork of the flyers and things were like that and then when we saw their stuff it was just like completely different to that and much seemed to fit more with our sort of aesthetic of using old broken synthesizers and things that were kind of wrong and having machines make them feel like they're sort of falling apart in the music you know like things we always had this idea of making the machines kind of swept kind of thing you know make the machines feel like there's a human there's something wrong yeah and when we saw them <laughs> it was I was like, oh yeah, they're in a similar sort of thing with everything kind of wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but so right. That's... I'm not sure if any, you know, back then any of it was that conscious. No, it's not conscious uh, at all. Uh, well, I know, it's, it's weird. Ask, it's it's yeah. like analysing this stuff. You don't afterwards. have a choice, though, do you? Yeah, you just do it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You're uh, sort of trying things out. Presumably. Yeah, and we were using um, the, the guy who now do the visuals with, Marcus Lyle. He was at St. Martin's at the time, and they had this computer called the Pluto computer system and it was for doing textiles but we somehow ended up using that putting video images into that recoloring it and then refilming it off a monitor 
on on a 16 mil camera, which is kind of lunacy in a way. Brilliant but process, doesn't it? Something How you get happens. To that point, yeah, you know, and, and I think trying to re-engineer it, you're like, you have to get this Pluto thing, and yeah. then you know, like now, if you're trying to recreate it, it'd be like, yeah, I'm a nightmare. And I guess in that sense, there was a there was a sort of uh, yeah, as, as Tom was saying, there was a kind of uh, synergy yeah. there um, in approach and. And then, yeah, we, yeah, so we were kind of circling around each other, I guess, a bit with you were DJing at similar places to where we were doing visuals, places like Andy Weverell's club, Saber Sonic, and there was another club called um, The Job Club. The Job Club, and we didn't actually do visuals there, but no, we used to socialise there. there. <laughs> uh, and, and that was a really fun Friday night, and actually that was full of interesting. Um, uh, People, um, the guys from Tomato. Do you remember? Oh Tomato? yeah, of course. Yeah, they they would do. Was it art? There was a lot of art verts. Yeah. Art, yeah. So that was Underworld too. Of yeah, they were probably there. Was Tomato somewhere? the artwork? Yeah, they would. It was Graham from Tomato used to do art verts. So there were these adverts that, that were living adverts. Living adverts in the performance. <laughs> You didn't think they were, I didn't think they I didn't know they were kind of adverts at the time. It'd just be like, what the hell is going there? Yeah. And it'd be like some somehow they'd managed to like get ten grand from some hot beer company or something to yeah. do some strange thing. You'd be like, oh, you didn't know that as it was happening. It'd just be some strange happening. And there were yeah, there were lots of interesting people. Yeah, there. there's lots of mixing of creative worlds. Yeah. I guess at that point, right? It wasn't. And people that have gone on to you know be yeah like Tomato went on to be hugely successful doing their thing and there was a guy called Alan Mosley who I think was involved in running it or was did he do Gurn I can't remember anyway Alan Mosley is now I think running Weidman or some Ooh. some agency or other you know but um, but yeah it was a lot it's a lot of fun it was and then how sort of how did it develop did it become because obviously now it's such a sort of uh, the work you make now is so, um, it's, it's not really slick actually, that's not the right word for it, but it's professional and big and huge. And how did that sort of pr progress from that sort of small club scene? When did you feel like actually visuals are, are really essential for the concert experience? Well, I think quite early on Ed and I realised that, that neither of us wanted to be yeah. like front men people. We're not, you know, we weren't. Um, we're backroom boys. We're backroom well, boys. it's just like that thing of like neither of us wanted to be Oliver in if you had a school production, <laughs> you know. Neither, you know, we weren't those people who would push ourselves to the front. You know, we love making music and I love making live music and I love playing to people, but like it's not about being Freddie Mercury. Yeah, you know, it'd be amazing if that was in me. Yeah, but it's not. In yeah, me. yeah, and it's like and. Um, and we wanted the idea, you know, we, we, we came from that thing of like a DJ would be in the corner of the room and people weren't, that wasn't the focus of the night. The focus of the night was what was happening on dance floor. You know, we come from that kind of rave thing of, you know, even just everyone looking the same way. The DJ was a weird thing. You know, you'd have a DJ playing and people would be looking at each other. You know, it wasn't like a... And when the idea, you know, that the, the music is big and exciting and stuff, but um, you know we're not, and so yeah. So visuals play a kind of different oh yeah. Role we love that. You know, we all think yeah. of the yeah. Just just the idea that we're in it as much as the, as the people who are there as well. You know, yeah. the idea that we I love it. Used to love it when Adam and Noah used to front project. You know these big 
film camera kind of, what would you call them, film projectors, you know, and then we'd be in the image as well, you know, and you'd have this sort of thing on you, which yeah. is quite a nice feeling of being inside the visual sort of thing. Yeah, and did you give Adam a no of completely free weight rain yeah, or...? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite short, I mean, the sets in those... I, played, I remember going to Japan once and we played for like 20 minutes and some bloke <laughs> was so livid. Yeah. You came around the world yeah. to do this and you 20 minutes. And we're yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. Jesus and Mary Chain or something. I think Noah had to physically eject. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Angry people. <laughs> but yeah, we, you know, good 20 minutes though. Yeah, it was brilliant. That's what matters. <laughs> Quality. And that was, yeah, I and mean, it has come from kind of using, you know, Kodak slide projectors and 16mm projectors that we used to, we used to search out from, we used to buy our projectors from the military. It was because the, the military had, the army had a, a, an audiovisual department and they were kind of selling off okay. a lot of their equipment. Although looking back on it, we never, used to get, we never used to get a receipt. I'm sure he was actually, oh, we he always used to pay anymore, them no, cash, no. yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure he was kind of, I don't know what he was Just up to. Just getting rid of yeah, some stuff. I don't know. Maybe someone turning up for Monday briefing yeah, with, with a good slide display. But they, but they were changing over from, from slide and video projectors, I mean slide and film projectors to video projectors. And yeah. so we were buying their slide and film projectors from them and we'd have to go to these army bases and it would be on bikini alert which i never understood what <laughs> bikini alert was but um it sounded quite exotic but uh, it was an army base and we'd go and buy these projectors of you know and how seriously were you taking it at this point was it was it more well, just fun or well it was actually noah and i made a decision and that's because we used to work with it was noah marcus and i were vegetable vision and uh and then Noah and I said, no, we're going to do this seriously now. We're just going to do this. And Noah left his job as a photo, photo, uh, photographer's assistant. And I left my film and video degree. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I was kind of about to be thrown out anyway, but that's another story. But um, And and Mark was like, no, I'm staying at college. I'm finishing my degree. And, and, and we went off and, um, and yeah, and, and said, this is what we're doing, you know. And, uh, yeah, and it was really, it was fun and exciting and... And we had this kind of creative freedom that... Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess we've, you know, and then over the years, we've just, we've we've grown as as you've grown in terms of the show. You know, the show's yeah. grown and now it's, you know, cutting edge kind of LED stealth screens and... Yeah, I and guess that's the what latest, the, the latest lights yeah. and... But we still try and bring that... that um, as you were articulating much better earlier, that kind of broken machine, you know, it's not, it's not perfect and slick. You know, humanity and and kind of soulfulness has to be at the heart of it because that's what the music yeah. has got, you know, and it's reflecting, it's reflecting that. You know? Yeah, and so how does it work if you're, do you give the music to Adam and say, here's the track, work out what the visuals are going to be or do you do you work together as you yeah work Ed and I you know music? as we're working in the studio um we'll send out a, a Marcus music and say that now we're just ready to go we're getting ready to go on tour again uh, quite shortly and so at the moment we're sort of sending over rough ideas of what we think the set list will be with, with new music from a new album coming up and we're just about to enter that bit, aren't we, of discussing what it is. But I mean, you know, one of the great pleasures for us making music is to make something and then play it to Adam and then 
see what it represents in his mind. You know, it's like, oh yeah, obviously this is this is what this is. You know, it's not, I love, you know, it's a really exciting part of our sort of process of making records and playing live, really. Yeah, because there's been some really wild, brilliant visuals. We've talked a lot about the early stuff, but. You now have people. You have people appearing. Your dad has been in them. I think is that right? My dad has 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 played a clown um, uh, who says uh, who lip syncs the the, uh, the sample of "You're All My Children Now," which I'm sure would have. Um, <laughs> it's a Freudian. Yes, I'm sure would have all sorts of uh, could could all sorts of things could be read into. Um, in fact, as Marcus has said to me, have you ever thought about? What, what, that <laughs> what, is, means. what that means? I mean, no, not really. I think it's best, you know, as the song, as the your song says, "Don't think, let it flow." You know, um, and uh, and that I guess is a lot of the approach to to coming up with the ideas. It's actually, just listening and just trying to just get in touch with an intuitive thought that isn't kind of that is quite free I guess you know and what does this make me feel and what does this conjure up and yeah um, and yeah it comes that way but um but yeah no we've we've um, it's really exciting at the moment I'm really excited at the moment because we've just got the new set for this year and okay. um, and it's kind of yeah it's just that that, that yeah I was the last couple of days I've just been listening and and thinking and or not thinking flowing um, but just just enjoying that kind of that this bit of the process when uh, when anything's possible. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. So when when you're doing a set, presumably you have some of the classics in there. Would you do new visuals every time, or do you draw on stuff you've used before for those tracks? Like, how well, that it, it depends. Each you know, each time's different. We kind of have a discussion about. Oh, do, do we what think that's getting? Yeah. Do you think that's getting a bit? Have we seen enough of that visual over the years now? Do you think we need to come up with something new, or or there might be an idea? I mean, the amazing thing about Ed and Tom is that they're just really um, bold about um, about if something doesn't work or isn't. You know, we did we did something for Go, which a lot of people really liked. These kind of we've got these skateboarders over from South Korea oh, and they, they slalom. Oh, I mean, sorry, roller, roller skaters, rollerbladers, roller slalom rollerbladers performed <laughs> and they were brilliant and we put them in these kind of silver suits and it, and it did work and a lot of people really liked it but it's actually you and me that were a bit like, oh, we could do something. Nothing worse than the comment. A lot of people really liked it. <laughs> just the only people who didn't. <laughs> but, I mean, you could go, but what I'm trying to say is just that there's the I know, boldness people didn't of, walk out at that visual. No, people, Robert said he missed it. The manager missed it, you know, but, um, <laughs> but, but this, the, I suppose what the point I'm trying to make is the, the boldness of going and of going and the, I think it's more of that star guitar one where we spent ages filming oh, yeah. like a new piece for, for Adam's made. We spent, you know, doing this whole new piece for a song that's a big song in our sort of set kind of thing. And it was really just the wrong thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Which only realized, you know, and then just we all liked it as a concept, but so do you realise this when you're actually in the concert playing it, or do you realise it beforehand? Well, you realise that beforehand. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I hasten to add, this doesn't happen. No, it's the first <laughs> time it's happened. Are we focusing too but, much? But, but, <laughs> but, I just, but I also just thought that was a really, I just really admired. You know, you just came in and went, huh? You're taking away a moment from the audience that should be the audience's. You're telling them what to think in that moment, and that's 
wrong. And I was suddenly like, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, we better lose that. And it had, you know, it, it yeah. was a lot of time and money had gone into making that thing. And it, it's just the the belief, I suppose what I'm saying, is that you and Ed believe in the visuals and, and invest time and money and belief into those visuals that, you know, that makes it... Not everyone does that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever level they're at, not everyone puts that much... Um, uh, effort into no, we the really visuals. care about it in the you same know. way you know it's like for us it's such a big part of us playing live and and just you know I always think with with doing it especially now the level we are in the sort of funds we have to or that we choose to put into it it's like just such a chance to do you know amazing things yeah. and be really like be daring and there's no one to answer to there's no like you know higher force saying well I'm not sure that quite is you know yeah yeah but with you know it's a chance to do something we're going to do the imaginary we're going to get this we're going to do that and it's like yeah let's do that and 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 that's incredible you know that's an incredible as a filmmaker that's an incredible that doesn't happen Uh, this is the only place that happens really for 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 me unless I'm just kind of shooting something myself with a little camera you know but to actually be able to go okay, there's these mad dancers that I really want to work with. There's this crazy flipping costumes that we want to do and it's all going to be uh, a catwalk show. And Tom and Ed will be like, great! That sounds good. (laughs) That sounds good. Why don't you go and do that? And it's like, and then to see, to do that and then to go to the show Mm. and see that connect with people is just, to be part of something that makes people so brings people such joy and also brings people together in a way. Uh, you know, it feel, it's got kind of get emotional even saying that. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's, it's really special. It's a really, yeah. it's a real privilege and it's a real, it's a real joy. And, and, um, and I only really realised that because um, I always sort of watch the show from where the lighting desk is and I'm writing notes and I'm kind of thinking about it and, you know, and, get, and doing, doing my job, you know. But um, when we made Don't Think that, yeah. concert film that was set in at Fuji Festival uh, I was like I need to get out in the audience and see what it feels like for an audience and I went out there and it was just like <laughs> this, this is, is so good you know? <laughs> and then when we filmed it and we shot all the because the idea was that it would be um, very much what's it like to be at a concert rather than viewing the concert it was like what's it how does it feel like? yeah so you had and narratives didn't you kind of run sort of yeah and, and we also had you know had a lot of we shot a lot of people and, and their responses to the... And just getting that footage back was just like, wow, this blows people's mind. You know, yeah, in a, yeah, yeah. It, this is, this is, yeah, it's just brilliant. You know, that's... that's um, yeah, it was really cool, wasn't it? Yeah. But like, that was an important thing in that film, wasn't it, for us? It was like, what's happening there is as important as what is happening on the stage sort of thing. And it was that was exciting to us. You know, the intensity of the feeling in the crowd and also we were lucky to film it at this amazing festival in in Japan with a really um, sort of committed and expressive sort of crowd yeah yeah no it did I felt I mean I love that film and I have to admit I sort of went in thinking how's this going to be because concert films you just it's hard to kind of get the atmosphere right and uh, but I really I mean I felt it especially seeing it in a cinema because it you know it was loud enough and but there's, I think there's sort of a slight otherness of Japan as well, that I hadn't been to that festival, but you got this sense that it was something really kind of quite amazing and incredible. And then all the, 
the sort of slightly weird, surreal kind of parts with the characters. I mean, it really worked in terms of lifting it out of being a just someone filming a, a gig, I suppose, which presumably was your intention. It was, yeah. It was, and also just comes back to that kind of it's something I always very uh, is very much the aim of, of whatever I'm doing is there's that emotional connection, you know. And how do you create emotional connection in basic cinema terms? You go, here's a shot of someone. Here's what they're seeing. Here's what effect it has on them. Yeah. You know. And, and so it was, you know, using some of those sort of basic techniques to try and tell a tell a story, you know. Yeah. But also, yeah, going into the surreal and going, what does it, you know, because also you don't have, you know, when you go and see a concert, you you don't get some slick crane shot moving up. That's not your experience, you know. You're seeing things kind of through hands. And I mean, it's what you said about, um, I think you said it of, um, you were like, have a look at the YouTube footage when people are filming, you know, in a way that's the most exciting stuff is when it's like, also, like in that film as well, the way when it wanders away from the stage, you know, mm-hmm. which is like, yeah. which is a real festival experience, you know, it wanders off and yeah. goes off into the night. You know, that's my favourite part of it, really, you know, and it's yeah. like all these sort of random things that are happening. Was it weird that, for you seeing that um, film? Because obviously you see the YouTube things, but it, was it weird seeing... No, it made me think, yeah. Because yeah, you can't ever good. see it. This is, yeah, it was, you know. I suppose as well that I mean the the kind of wandering off the the idea behind that was trying to um, trying to link the 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 show to the festival, but also because the festival itself was such an amazing is such an amazing spectacle, but also that feeling of when uh, I don't know if that many people well I go to concerts sometimes and I just close my eyes you know, and the music takes me somewhere else. Do you know what I mean in my imagination? And that's that's kind of, I guess that was the idea. Don't do that, that. you come to our show. No, no, <laughs> he, would, he, would, he wouldn't yeah. analyse that, Richard. Yeah. Well, actually, I remember getting very, uh, very, uh, I was very pleased that everyone was dancing in the cinemas uh, in Don't Think, uh, but also being like, they're all dancing, they're not looking at the film, you know, why are they all dancing? And, uh, not pleased for the poor person that, um, I think, uh, there was a leg injury in in Los Angeles with a, a sort of pile to the front of the cinema and someone oh, injured their leg. Yeah, that's a sign. And, and the cinema, an the, film, the cinema <laughs> owner had to come and try and calm everyone down because he didn't want everyone dancing in the cinema. Very it's, good. Like, it's like rock, rock and roll. Rock 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 it's like anarchy <laughs> in the movies. Um, but no, I mean, uh, yeah, it was a great experience. It was it was nice to to capture it. Yeah, because how does it relate to, obviously you make a lot of other work, you make a TV series and a movie and narrative works, I mean how do you connect the work you do for the Chemical Brothers with your other stuff, is that a kind of a testing ground for ideas as well, because you have this free, free uh, or is it no, totally I think the, the, the music is the script, you know, the yeah. music's the script and you try and tell a story and go take people on a journey with that script, you know, that's the... Yeah, it's the same, it's not the same thing, but it kind of, it, and it's a, rather than being a straightforward narrative ride, it's an emotional, you know, it's a, I get, um, I think sometimes surprised, like, I kind of like, that makes me feel, that's really like that, that bit, you know, is it, is it, you know, it's interesting, you know, and it's, it, it has a, has an emotional effect on me, and, and then you try and capture that. You know, and that's yeah. the great thing about the music is that it's kind of 
it's so you know goes through darkness into joy into you know it, it, it's a journey you know and, and so it's got a brilliant emotional narrative yeah. yeah I like the way the show has you know there is a sort of thread that runs through it it's not just a sort of even though it may, may seem some people like a random assortment of things there is like a some strange internal sort of logic isn't there to how you start somewhere and end somewhere else yes yeah, so you must be conscious of what you're trying to provoke in the audience I presume that when you put delirium together... <laughs> at all times because <laughs> some of the some of the visuals are quite intense and full on though are yeah. you ever sort of feeling like oh are we going to freak people out or yeah, you just always... want to do that yeah. we want those moments don't yeah. we of like it's too much yeah we're too much moment yeah. isn't it we always think it's got to be a bit where it's too much yeah and that's the greatest thing you know you, you, it's a uh, it's not often you get a note back going, push it a bit more. You know? Yeah, nice. And, yeah. and that's that's the note that usually comes back, isn't it? From you and Ed. It's like, yeah, it's good. It's good. Why don't you push it a bit more? You know, and uh, which is, yeah. Well, it's, it's odd actually on um, Don't Think because, uh, because the record company were kind of like, oh, it's done, it's done, when it was still quite a straight concert film. And it, okay. was, it was you and Ed and... And also, I actually asked someone else because we didn't have a kind of, um, you know, a broadcaster or a, the normal sort of or a financer, other than you know you guys and the record company. And and uh, I actually asked the guy. He's now uh, head of um, head of drama at BBC. At the time, he was I can't remember what he was doing, but he appears and he he was like. Push it more, push it more, you know, and it was. Well, to people who've been to the gigs, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, I mean, you need to try and get across the intensity. Capture of that it. intensity, yeah. 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 And does it feel now, because of digital and the change in the music industry, does it feel more important than ever now that you need these live experiences and these are the sort of moments when fans kind of really. I suppose get it's, you know, yeah, you're feeling that's the point where it becomes kind of real even the thing of releasing a record now seems a bit whereas before everything would be focused into this sort of release date and you'd you'd have some sort of moment of oh yeah this is happening kind of thing and that seems now sort of elongated and not quite as sort of pinpointed as it used to be but a concert is always like seems to be a real moment of like oh yeah this is this is how our music connects to people yeah and also just that thing of you designing the order and everything because obviously when you used to be able to release albums you'd have and you'd have and an still, order you know we still we're, you know, we still do we're that, obsessed but, yeah. by all those things you know we're obsessed by a running order of an album that no one takes I know that's what I mean it's like you just have this random button yeah well yeah yeah you Spotify playlist you know the shuffle play but for us it's still we're still really into that idea of making a record that starts somewhere and ends up somewhere else or even a piece of music that does that you know we're like those are the things that still excite us. You know, and a concert is like a way to do that on a, another sort of scale, really. Yeah. You know, it's all just a chance to, to do, to collaborate and be creative and make something cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. And how does how do the visuals relate to the music videos? Because I don't, am I right in thinking, Adam, that you haven't done specific I, music videos? I've done a music video for Galvanise. Oh, yes. And, okay. um, and we've done some of the further stuff kind of became do it again did you do no swoon well it was kind of wasn't quite a music it was um but no i haven't um um we were talking about it actually for 
yeah, it's been a mixture of, uh, yeah. We nearly did it this time around. Yeah, we? it's just time timing, timing sometimes, and also because. But it's weird though. It's weird though because you have like you have a video and people are like, oh no, I was expecting the visual, the concert, the, you know, why is it not that? <laughs> that's, that's power of the internet for you. Yes. People want Hang on a minute. <laughs> you know, it's another thing. It's really good. You know, the two things stand, you know, they're different. As I say, you know, it's another chance to make something else, you know. I love the process of making music videos. And again, it's something that is really, you know, I think from the start, we've always thought that any expression of anything to do with our band, you know, we want it to have, be something that we're really into and really feel connected with. And making videos is part of that. And then to play live and have this whole other world that people can go into is equally exciting. But yeah, no, people now are like, oh, hang on a minute. I, was, hmm. oh, I loved it. it. I loved the new... <laughs> I, I, actually, it's interesting, the, the new Gondry, the Gondry video oh, for great. Keep yeah. On. It's brilliant. And it, uh, it's actually amazing how many shared kind of... It reminds me of... Like, we used to use the... Yeah, we had that, that fluid. Um, no, not for... Um, no, then there was cornflower. 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 But also I've done some stuff some other stuff with the with sheets I did with Ben you know the similar it's just a similar you I did like, connect oh, very oh, much you, I thought, yeah. you know we've, we've um, it's like I love what he does he's just he's amazing you know he's, and it felt like yeah there's a similar similar aesthetic um, but uh, but yeah no the the uh, videos are, are a whole nother yeah, legacy aren't they work, of, yeah. of brilliant work um, we did do on the album further. We did a, a, a visual accompaniment okay. for each track, and then you played the we whole played the album without anyone ever hearing. Most people do like thing where they play an old album that people come and listen to. We decided we'd play an album that no, it wasn't out yet in its entirety. How did that <laughs> <go>? <laughs> it, was, it was a bit like halfway through. It's a bit like. Oh. I thought, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I thought well, those roundhouse it. gigs and that sonar one yeah. were pretty. It was quite nasty, wasn't it? In, you know, at the time it was like, of course, of course, yeah. But then maybe you think oh, that's a bit of quite a demand, isn't it? Would you ever do that album thing? To do a whole old album? Yeah. Uh, not yet. Hmm. Never say never. Then. No, but no. it's not on the top of the list of things to do. A massive show is meant to be amazing. Yeah, it's supposed to yeah. be good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, nothing wrong with it. That was with Adam Curtis, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Yes, I've heard good things about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Are there other bands thinking of them? Because they're one that immediately springs to mind. They're again similar longevity, but are there other bands that you feel that have influ influenced you and inspired you in that way? In the in the in the in the visual in the mix. Visual world. Yeah. I sort of try. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 not, I, I, no, I, I mean, uh, there's obviously things that you see and and a kind of. But in a way, you know, the influences come from, you know, might see an amazing piece of theatre or, or an amazing art installation. And, you know, Marcus is a, um, who co-directs the show, is a, is an art, is a visual artist, basically, you know, that's what he does, kind of. And, uh, and so, yeah, the influences come from... Sometimes, sometimes you see another, another band and you're like, God, I'd love to have that screen. I yeah. wouldn't put yeah. what they have on it, it's you know, kind of yeah. thing. Or you come up with an idea, you know, there was an idea recently of, uh, um, we were thinking about that, that, coming back to what you were talking about, about it being 
an immersive experience where people are looking at each other rather than looking at the front you know that you and that's something we really try and you know what we try oh, and gosh, do is yeah. push the push the visuals into the through the lights into the audience yeah. so they feel part of it of it all and we we've worked really hard the last few years and it's really exciting this um lighting and visuals interaction that we you know so a character might hit something and a light comes flying out or he might be trying to get out of a cage that's actually made of physical lights that are on the stage but the image is on the you know and and that sort of three-dimensional interaction which um which I, I, I really excites me and um but that um oh, I lost my train of thought but um we're talking about other bands um oh yeah so the immer yeah so so getting this immersive yeah. experience and and uh we're talking about how do we bring it to the more to the audience how do we make it and we're talking about this well, I was like what about remember what it used to be like at, at um you know at the social or terminals when when the which was clubs that, that um, Tom Ned used to DJ at, and when it was just just thick smoke and a strobe light and nothing else you could hardly see the person next to you you know it's like proper pea soup I was like let's do that at like <laughs> Ali Pali you know and, um, sort of production managers scratching their heads and going um, oh, how are we going to do that health and safety and then you were like oh yeah so and so but you know it's how you do it and at what point you do it and you know we do do things like you know we have a you know a think things like a confetti drop or pyrotechnics in if you just use them for no reason just for spectacle alone then it doesn't have but there's a moment in the in the set at the moment with this particular sample that it really feels right to have a confetti yeah, drop yeah, and, and so but yeah in terms of yeah taking influence from other I mean, obviously um, big admirers of other you know, I, I love what Es Devlin mm. does. Um, uh, that Kanye and yeah. Jay Z. So it was just amazing. You know, it's just brilliant. But that's what she does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. can't. You know, when you see someone like David Byrne or something, you go, "Well, that's oh, a real reimagining yeah, of a of a live show." That show was the no. best thing I've seen in a long, long time. But that was very much that's his. Did you see that? Show? I didn't see it. Oh, no. It was so good, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just like... The more it's like it spurs you on to be like what is possible, isn't it? Yeah. Like sort of reimagining of something. But um, not, not like, oh, I want to do that. Uh, I mean, we, we, you know, we've got all sorts of um, big ideas of ways we want to take it on beyond a kind of concert um, stage, you know, so that you are actually in the yeah. music and the visuals and exploring it that way. But that's a whole... I was wondering about the sort of VR question and Bjork did the VR uh, experience at, I don't know if you saw that at Somerset House, which I think was a sort of mixed, it's difficult still to get the proper immersive Well the trouble is with VR is that it's it's, it's insular isn't it and solo and and what's beautiful about the shows is that um, they're not, not, you know, it's like people coming together and I mean we have got, you know, the the piece we made for Galvanise which has got... Akram Khan in it, we, um, dancing this amazing dancer Akram Khan, and and we've got that in three D. You know that's ready to go as a VR piece, and we keep we're going to do it. You know because it, it is in the test. It's it a long term project. You know it? It, it looks incredible, and we've got you know we've got all the visuals from Go, the new visuals from Go are all um, you know you could put into a VR context, and we've got 
a load of projects waiting, you know, waiting to go, which we haven't quite had the time to to make into it. But I, I guess I'm more more interested in in the. Um, I mean, I am interested in that because you put, you know, when you're up close to Akram Khan and he's dancing around you and you've got your VR things on, and he's ten foot high or twenty foot high, and you see a dancer, you're That's able to good. explore a dancer. <laughs> in a way that you're never able to explore. It's incredible. Um, uh, but I think as part of something else, then you'd go into another room where you would be with yeah. people or, to, you know, um, yeah, yeah. as part of a, of a bigger, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, and the AR stuff is, is exciting as well. So I'm interested in that playing with what's real and what's not real and what comes to life and, and doing, you know, doing a bit of a, you know, something between a sort of ghost train and a rave and a, and a, you know, a Chemical Brothers show and a art installation and, and a theatrical experience is... is um, All bases covered. Yeah. <laughs> but, you it's know, just but, a small ambition. But, no, it's going to happen. No, it's going to happen. It's been thinking about it for a while. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, I just think it's really exciting that these things are developing in that way, that there are certain bands, and obviously you're very much one of them, you working together, that that are kind of seeing the theatrical potentials of all this stuff. And it's way beyond just going to a gig, isn't it? It's like a proper experience. And I think that's the key word, isn't it? And it's use of experience, you know, and it's, yeah. it needs, it's, a, it's a psychedelic experience. Yeah. Man. Man. Very good. <laughs> Well, I think on that note, I might finish. <laughs> Thanks so much for doing this. Um, we've written loads about the Chemical Brothers over the years, so you can read lots about it on the Creative Review website, creativereview.co.uk, and also about Adam, of course, as well. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.